Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to the Greater St. Stephen Missionary Baptist Church, coming to your homes live from Portland, Oregon. We are a people of worship, work, and prayer, ready to serve the Lord, ready to serve with the community, and ready to withstand the enemy. for choosing to worship with us today. It is our prayer that during our worship experience that your love for God will be intensified, your faith be stirred, your hands get to clapping, and your feet get to dancing. After this song of preparation, be prepared to join Pastor Kimberly K. Black and the Greater St. Stephen's Church family as we bless the Lord.
Hallelujah. The Bible says that I will bless the Lord at all times, and his praise shall continuously be in my mouth. My soul will make a boast in the Lord. The humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Oh, magnify the Lord with me, and let us exalt his name together. For the Lord our God is good. For the Lord our God is great. For the Lord our God is mighty. For the Lord our God is faithful. For the Lord our God is awesome. He is amazing. And he's worthy to be praised. We want to honor the spirit of the Lord that's here in this place on today. We thank God for each of you for being here with us on today. We honor Elder Miniwither, Elder Farmer in his absence, our Deacon Gwen in his absence, to our mothers, our deaconesses, to each of you, my brothers and sisters in Christ. We greet you in the name of our Lord and Savior. Amen. You may take your seat in the presence of the Lord. We want to thank God for those of you that have joined us on Blog Talk. We're just truly grateful that you've taken out the time to call in and to worship with us. And for those of you that are calling in, uh, we want to give you an opportunity during our worship experience uh, to um, greet us. And so if you want to greet us and say good morning to any first-time worshipers, you can press 1 on your phone. And during that time where we welcome our guests, you will be um, available. You will be made able to say hello to us. Amen? And so we want to know that you're there and that you are blessing the Lord with us. But we just bless God today. And we're going to move forward with our worship experience. Deaconess Cassandra Faye Robinson is going to give us our intercessory prayer. Following that will be a song. Following that will be our praise. I will greet our guests, praise and worship, and then we'll be ready for the word. Amen. Did you come to bless the Lord on today? Did you come to magnify his holy name? Amen. So let don't let Deaconess pray by herself. You pray along with her. Amen. If she say clap your hands, what you need to do? If she say shout hallelujah, what do you need to do? If she says, stomp your feet, what do you need to do? Amen. We want to do, we want to be participants. As we usher in the presence of the Lord, we want to be those, we want to be responsible for what takes place in this place on today. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Hallelujah. 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 Oh, hallelujah, Lord God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, God, it's once again a time, Lord God, as humble as I know how, Father God. First, to thank you, Lord God, for Jesus. I thank you, Father God, for this opportunity, Father God, just to praise your name, Lord God. To lift your name on high. You said if you would be lifted up, Lord God, you would draw all men unto yourself, Lord God. We're here today, Father God, to just reverence you, Lord God. We're here to lift your name, Father God. It's indeed an honor, Father God, to call upon your name, Father God. When I think of the goodness of Jesus, I hate Hallelujah, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank 
my God. Hallelujah, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God. I glorify you, Lord God. I magnify you, Lord God. I lift your name on high, Lord God. Oh God, oh God, oh God. The only name that I know above all names, Father God. The name of Jesus. There's power. In the name of Jesus, there's saving power, there's deliverance power, there's Holy Ghost power. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for our church family, Lord God. I thank you for my pastor, Father God. I thank you, Father God, that she's doing well, God. I ask you, Father God, whatever she touch, may it prosper, even as her soul, Father God, shall prosper. I thank you for our mothers, Father God. I thank you for Mother Gloria, Father God. I thank you, Father God, for Mother Harris, Lord God. I thank you for Mother Kenneth, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for Mother Mays in her absence, Lord God. I thank you, Father God, for Mother Diane in her absence, Lord God. I thank you, Lord God, for Mother uh, Hazel, Lord God. Oh, God, we pray for our very own Deacon Green, Lord God. We ask you to heal, deliver, and restore, Father God. Nobody can do it but you, Jesus. Oh, God, heal bodies right now, God. Right now, right now, God. We know you're an old time, God, Lord God. Right now, heal, deliver, and restore, God. Nobody can do it but you, Jesus. Oh, right now, God. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all that he's done, my soul cries out, hallelujah, hallelujah. I thank you, Lord God Almighty. I thank you, Lord God Almighty, for bringing us to the house of worship. One more time, you have allowed us, Father God, to come together just to praise your name, to lift your name on high. God, we thank you for everyone in the sanctuary. Oh, God, have your way, God. Have your way, God. You were already waiting on us, Father God. You were here, Father God, before we even got out of bed this morning. Waiting, Father God. Waiting patiently, Lord God. We thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hey, God, have your way, God. Have your way, God. Have your way in all our lives, Father God. Change what needs to be changed, Lord God. Restore what needs to be restored, God. You can do it, Father. You can do it, Father. In the name of Jesus, have your way, God. You are welcome, Holy Spirit, in this place, Papa. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. God, we bless you. We will bless you at all times. Your praise, Father God, shall continually be in our mouths. Oh, our soul make her boast in you, Lord God. The humble shall hear the all and be glad. Oh, 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 magnify the Lord and let us exalt his name together. Oh, God, I thank you, Father God. I think I can praise you for myself, Father God. I don't need no rock, Father God, to cry for me, Lord God. As long as I've got a voice, Father God, I say use me, Lord. Use me as you see fit, Father God. Oh, God, when I was in the world, Lord God, I did as the work. But, Lord God, I'm no longer in the work. Oh, God, now I dance for you. I dance for you, God. I have changed my partner. I have changed my partner. I say, use me, Lord. Use me, Lord. Any way you use me, Father, I will be satisfied. Oh, God, we give you the glory. 
We give you all the praise. We give you our hallelujah. Shout out right now. Hallelujah. Shout out right now. Shout the glory of God. Shout out to the glory of God for his goodness and his mercy. His goodness and his mercy shall follow us all the days of our life. We're going to continue to dwell in your house, Lord God, in your house. We praise you, Lord. Praise your name, Lord God. 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 Hallelujah. 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 To God be the glory. Amen.
joining with us today on Blog Talk, and this is your first time worshiping with us, we would like to invite you to say good morning to the Greater St. Stephen's Church family. All you have to do is press 1 on your phone, and we will bring you on live where you can say good afternoon to us. We are always so excited when we have guests visiting us either in the house or on Blog Talk. So if there's anyone worshiping with us today for the first time, and you would like to say good afternoon, please, please press one on your phone, and we can bring you on live. Hallelujah, hallelujah. All right, well, it looks like we're all family on today. Amen. Amen, amen. We've got a total of four callers with us, amen. So we're just truly grateful to God that they are able to join us today. I do have an announcement that I want to make, and I'm sorry for standing over here, but I'm doing double duty, all right? Y'all all right? All right. So this Wednesday from 1130 to 2, um, on the move with Jesus Ministries, we'll be here with a big truck giving away boxes of food. Amen. All you have to do is come. Amen, that we are located, and everybody knows where we're located, 3605 Northeast Mallory, Portland, Oregon. So there will be a big truck here, and um, Elder Johnny Bradford, uh, Brother Elder Dante Farmer, Brother Farrell Mack will be here, and you can come, pull up, and they'll put your box in the car. You ain't even got to get out. Amen. 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 And so we're so thankful to God for Elder Johnny Bradford partnering with us, amen, to help us do ministry like Jesus and to help his ministry to continue to serve the community in the way in which he is serving the community. And we are so grateful, amen, so grateful, so grateful, amen. Sister Kamisha says the radio sounds great. So come on and put your hands together and bless the Lord, amen. Amen. 
We are getting ready um, for the, the summer season. Um, the, the summer has already started on the 21st. So that means we dress casual, but appropriately. Amen. I know people have been inviting people to come to church and everybody's worried about, well, what should I wear? Well, I told somebody this morning, you can come and go to church with me today. I have on a sundress with a little jacket and some sandals. Amen. Because it's going to be hot outside. Amen. But we got air conditioners, so bring you a jacket. Bring your blanket. Amen. Because uh, we, we like to be comfortable. Amen. And we like to to praise the Lord. And so we're, we're that, that's what we're getting ready to do. We will start our fast on July the 9th. July the 9th, we will start our fast. And it will end on August the 9th. So I'm not telling you how to fast. I'm not telling you what time. I'm not saying what you can eat, what you can't eat, what you can't do, what you can't watch what you can't listen to, that's between you and God. The only thing that I ask is that you pray that we hear the voice of God as it relates to the next move for Greater St. Stephen's Missionary Baptist Church. Amen? Because we want to be in the perfect will of God, not in his submissive will, not in, 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 in oh, it happened. Y'all hear what I'm saying? We want him to open doors. We want him to close doors that don't need to be open. And we want to have faith and courage to walk through those doors that he has opened for us. Amen. And we want stuff to to come to us. We don't want to have to fight for nothing. We don't want to have to beg for nothing. All we're going to do is ask our Father, our provider, our source of strength and hope and peace. We're going to ask God for what we want, for what we need, and to show us how to get there, how to get the job done. Amen? The Bible says he can make cricket places straight. And he gives us feet like the goat. We can climb up the mountain. Come on now. We can climb up the mountain. So we're going to fast and we're going to pray. Every Wednesday night, beginning July 9th to August, we will open the line for prayer. I don't want to put an end time on it. Because the Holy Ghost moves in us during our time of prayer. And so every member of the church will have an opportunity to open up the prayer line. So you got from now to July 9th to write down your prayer. So if you need to read it, you can read it. Record it so you can hear it or memorize it. I don't care what you got to do. But you will open us up in prayer. You will stay on the line until the last person has prayed. Because you will give us the closing benediction prayer. Amen. Everybody unheard that assignment. So nobody will be missing in action. I will have on the first Sunday of July, I will have the calendar together. 
of who starts when. So I'm going to go alphabetical. So you kind of got a clue where where your name is at, right? You kind of got a clue. So, ooh, thank God, mine begin with an R. I don't have to be first. You can be glad about it. Ain't that right? Because you come down the way a little bit. So we'll start alphabetically so you don't have to sweat and think, ooh, she's going to put me first. She's going to put me first. I'm going to be fair. I'm going to put us alphabetically. Amen. And we're going to come together and we're going to agree and believe God for this next move of God, what he has for us and as we go into 2024. It ain't gonna, it's not going to happen overnight. And this won't be the first call of corporate prayer and fasting because we're going to have to pray and fast some more. Amen? So we're going to believe God for something that's bigger than us, something that's greater than us, something that only he can do. I don't know how many of you were here when we got we moved from this from from the corner little uh leaning building we was in over there on Williams Avenue. It it Williams Avenue don't didn't look like what it looked like today, sis. Uh, we were in a building right behind um, the old more for less store. And the building on one side was a barbershop and the other side was our church. And the building leaned to the right. And if you went to the bathroom, there was a crack. You could see the outside. I'm telling y'all where we came from. But we were gathered together, and the pews were, um, Pastor Devers had got these pews, and um, they traveled with us. They came with us. They were these ugly-looking green-blue pews, and they, that's what we had lined up in the church, and um, we had this pulpit, and uh, we were there every Sunday religiously for church, Amen. having church. Pastor Houston got us there, right, Mother Kimmins? Sister Hart, was it Pastor Houston that got us there? In the little red building. Who was the pastor? Was the pastor or was it after Pastor Houston? Pastor Bailey. Pastor Bailey. And so after Pastor Bailey, Pastor Gary Black came. And Pastor Gary Black was like, I'm not no storefront preacher. And so he started hanging out at Willie's Barbershop. Y'all remember where Willie's was across the street? It was Willie's Barbershop. Then it was the House of Sound. And Willie had the little store between the the two places was the barbershop, the store, then there was the record shop. He started hanging out over there. Don't, 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 don't be careful how you entertain angels or strangers because you may be entertaining an angel unawarely. Him and Brother Willie became tight friends. And Brother Willie told him, he said, Black, do you want a church building? He said, yeah. He said, I know somebody's selling their church. He said, but you need to move fast because I hear other people are looking at it. Well, when we got over here, Bishop A.A. Wells was here. Bishop A.A. Wells was here. Elder, the late Elder um, uh, Warner was here. And we pulled up and Pastor Gary pulled up and some old folks pulled up. And Bishop Wells saw Mother Kimmets. He saw Brother Kimmets. And 
He's like, well, wait a minute now, y'all. I know this family. I know these people. Y'all want this building? You know, we, yeah, we would like to have the opportunity to get the building because we need a place to worship. Bishop Wells backed out, made it possible that we could have a big parade. I'm telling y'all, we marched. Y'all, you remember, don't you? We marched. A few of them rolled in, and uh, Pastor Gary was fussing because his mother had to drive his Cadillac. He was like, he's too old to be driving. It was her and Mother uh, Florence Glass in the car together. Mother Glass came from Seattle. Mother Ora Brown came from California. And Mother Bradley, Mother Huggins, Mother Washington, Evangel Sue Carey, Sister Betty Joe Coppich, Sister Betty Jean Wilson. I'm calling off some folks that ain't here no more. Sister Alice O'Gwen. Uh, we all, Deacon Roosevelt, Deacon um, Andre Young, Deacon Ronnie Mitchell, we marched from around the corner on down to the building. Brother Joshua was with us, and we came in the building, and we've been here ever since. And so just like God did it for us then, I'm expecting him to do whatever it is he wants to do for us now. He can do it, right? He's able. He's able to do it. And so that that's our announcements. We'll start fasting. So I'm giving you time to get your fruits and vegetables, get your plant-based food together, or, you know, whatever it is, get your cabbage. If you're going to eat your cabbage soup for the whole 30 days, whatever, you've got time. I don't know what y'all going to but you got time, amen? If you're not going to eat bread, you got time to eat up all the bread that's left in the house and, and freeze the rest of it. I don't know what it is. If you ain't going to drink pop, you got enough time to drink up all the pop, amen? Whatever it is, amen, I'm giving us time to get ourselves together so that we can fast and pray together as a family. So know this, in the midst of the fasting and the praying, God is going to reveal some things to you. Not about Pastor Black, not about Greater St. Stephen, but about you. Because if he sees that you are in the way of the blessing, he's going to deal with you before we can get our blessing. So don't be surprised if you find yourself shutting up sometimes when you was used to slapping them jaws. Don't be surprised if you walking around laying hands on folks, stuff that you ain't never done before because he already told you that there's healing in your hands. We'll see in the lesson today the importance of obedience. The importance of obedience. We're gonna we're gonna do this song of worship, and then we're gonna go to our word. Um, for those of you at home that that don't have a Sunday school book, uh, can y'all shout out where we are today? Isaiah sixty-five. We are we are concluding our study in the book of Isaiah. And I've got some trivia questions for you, and I've got some more facts to share. 
um, because this has been good to me as we study together. Let's stand to our feet that we may worship the Lord together. I hope those of you at home are ready to worship him because we're ready to worship him. Amen. We are ready to worship him. Amen. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I worship and adore you. Just want to tell you, Lord, I love you. Thank you. 
honor you, Lord. I honor you, Lord. We bless your holy name. Father, as we continue to worship you, Father, we, we know that we can't live without your word. For your word is life building. Your word is what gives us direction. Your word is what gives us correction. Your word is what gives us hope in these last and last and evil days. Lord, it's your word that we need today to help us to stay strong, to help us be steadfast and unmovable. It is your word, oh God. And we need to help increase our faith that we may look to you for you are the author and finish of our faith and that we may have a hope in the future to come knowing that you have promises that you have promised us and we want to live a life that will make us be a partaker of those promises. So we thank you for this word on today. We thank you, Father, for what it has spoken to our hearts and our spirits. And now I pray that as we come together to look over this word and read this word, we will hear something that we didn't hear this week as we studied. And that we will see something today that we didn't see during the week as we studied. Reveal to us what it is, Father, you would have for us to take away from this lesson on today. Let everyone repeat after me, Lord, I need a word from you. Lord, I need strength, hope, peace, and increased faith. Lord, I need power that only you can give, that I may live a righteous life, a holy life, a blameless life, a sanctified life, pleasing in your sight. So bless this word, Lord, as I eat of it today. May it give me strength. May it be nourishment to my body. May it help me live the life you called me to live. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Come on and clap your hands and give God praise. Hallelujah. You may take your seats in the presence of the Lord. Amen. The book of Isaiah, we've been studying from this book for the last four Sundays. What is it that you know about Isaiah now that you didn't know before the first Sunday of June? Come on, y'all, talk loud. So blog talk can hear you. He was a prophet in service for 58 years, known as a crazy prophet. He walked around naked for how long? Three years, all right? What about the book of Isaiah? It has two divisions. What we learned is that it is the only book in the Bible that mirrors the Bible, all right? I need y'all to be getting this. This is stuff for people. Amen? It has 56 chapters. And the Bible has 66 books. And as Mother said, it has two sections. The first section has 39 chapters, and the second section has 27 chapters, just like the Bible. 
it mirrors the Old Testament and the New Testament. All right? Um, there is within this book a message of warning, a message of hope, and a message of restoration. All right? I also want to tell you something else about the prophet Isaiah. His name means Jehovah saves. Isaiah's name means Jehovah saves. Isaiah 1 and 1 tells us that he was the son of Amos. Now, when they start giving you details about people, that tells you what? They're real. Okay? They're, I mean, there's some, let's just like saying Mother Gloria, Gloria Brown is the daughter of, 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 of Marjorie and Rufus Brown. That means Gloria exists because she had a mother and a father. Then it says Gloria married Oliver McClendon, and from Oliver McClendon came Shush and Jay. That means they exist. Amen. So when we read in the Bible that they give us these details like this, you know, because some folks say the Bible ain't real. They say it's a, it's a make-believe. It's, it's like something that's a sci-fi movie. This ain't real. This didn't happen. But when we see stuff like this, that's just like reading about George Washington, Abraham Lincoln, Thomas Jefferson. We read about all of them, right? They have some ugly history, right? They was real, though, right? Okay, well, Isaiah was real, real person. He, the Bible says Isaiah 1 and 1 tells us he was the son of a man. A, a and the Bible and, and Isaiah 8 and 3 tells us that he was married to a prophetess, and he had some sons. That's Isaiah 8 and 3 tells us that he was married to a prophetess, and he had some sons. Amen? What we learn about him as we study the book of Isaiah is that he served the southern kingdom under four kings. Judea was the southern kingdom. And during Isaiah's time, they were a sinful and unjust nation. Kind of sound like us today. Sinful and unjust. But Isaiah worked hard trying to get the people of God to turn back to God. That's what we're supposed to be doing today. Working hard to get people to turn back to God. Before we jump into our lesson, I want to read um, the background scripture um, that um, our, our commentary gave us just to help us gain some insight and some more understanding to the history that I just gave us. Isaiah chapter 42, and I am reading from the Living Bible so that we can get a good understanding because a lot of times the King James Version 
it's kind of hard to understand because we get caught up on the them, they, and thou and all those other little big words. But Isaiah 42, reading verses 1 through 9, it says, see my servant. So see my servant, comma, see my servant. Who's talking here? God is. And his servant here is Isaiah. He says, see my servant. And God is talking to Israel, Judah. Now, we know that Judah means praise, don't we? How is it that the people that was created and purposed to praise God are known as a sinful, unjust nation? Something wrong with that picture. That's why a lot of folks don't come to church, because Christians mm, are away from the church appear to be sinful and unjust. Oh, come on, y'all. That's why our churches are full. I didn't say our church. I said churches. Because people on the outside are saying, there's no need for me to go hang out with them hypocrites. Because during the week, they do the same thing I do. Well, we have been charged, my brothers and sisters, to be salt and light. We are to make a difference in this world. We're not supposed to blend in. We're supposed to stand out. It's supposed to be something different about the way we talk, the way we walk, the way we behave ourselves in the company of sinners. So let me keep, keep reading. I'm, I'm, I don't mean to, to pause and preach. I wanted to read. Amen. But he said, see my servant whom I uphold as my chosen one and whom I delight. That should be us. That, that, that should be the Lord saying, I chose things. I chose Judy. I chose Selma. Uh -huh. I chose Carolyn. I chose Ray. And I, I, I'm excited when I see them. I'm excited when I hear them call my name. I delight in them. He says, I put my spirit upon him. He will reveal justice to the nations of the world. He will be gentle. Y'all hear how we're supposed to be? We're supposed to be gentle. He will not shout nor quarrel in the street. So he, when he get out in public, he won't act no fool. He won't be belligerent. He won't be ignorant. Come on now, I'm just trying to break it down. But he's going to be gentle. And he's going to be in the street. He said he will not break the bruised reed, nor quench the dimming, burning fire. Those who've been hurting the church, he's not going to hurt them more. And those who got a little fire burning, he ain't going to put the fire out. He's going to help the fire come into a big blaze. Talking about what we're supposed to be doing right now. Y'all see, I, I, had, I had to make it, bring it home because this, this reading is that I didn't, I, I, we didn't see ourselves in this. Okay? He said, he will encourage the faint-hearted, those tempted to despair. 
We know some people that's losing hope. We know some people who's given up on life. We know some people who have not accepted the fact that this is how it is. And they just need to be encouraged. He says, he will see full justice given to all who have wronged. So everybody who has hurt one of the chosen will have to pay for what they've done. Remember the Bible says, vengeance belongeth to God. And so what we are supposed to do is forgive and move on. Don't keep harping over. You know, they, you, let me tell you all something. I, I emceed a, a breakfast a couple of weeks ago. Well, no, that was two weeks ago. And um, I got to the table, and when I got there, they told me I was sitting at table 47. And the lady pointed way across the room. I said, well, I, I don't have a problem sitting there, but I'm the MC. Do you want me to walk way across the room? To... She said, oh, you're the MC? I said, yes, ma'am, I am one of the MCs. Oh, then you're supposed to be at the table right here. I said, okay, okay. And so I, I sat down at the table, and then I got up, and I started mingling around the room. And... Um, I went and, and I hooked up with the armor bearer from um, Emmanuel Temple. He said, Pastor Black, he said, who's with you? I said, me. He said, okay, I got you. And he said, Bishop, Bishop's not eating, so I'm going I'm to be with you. I said, okay, wonderful. So we went and we fixed our plate. And, and we came back to the table, and instantly the enemy stood up in me, and he's like, you need to find another seat. Because at the table that I was sitting at were some people that I normally don't deal with. And so the man was, was trying to tell people that they needed to move because this was their seat. And when I looked at who was sitting there, I said, excuse me, y'all, but this is Mayor Ted Wheaton. Can't he sit right here? I said, Mayor, is this your staff? See, I'm trying to move the people <laughs> I'm trying to get the people I don't want to sit with. I'm trying to get them to move somewhere else. But I never would have been talking to the mayor like that. Look what the enemy did. Put a boldness in me. He's the boy. And he was getting too. And so this man and his family wanted the mayor to get up. And I said, wow. I said, well, I said, so so um, Apostle came over. He said, um, he said, Pastor, he said, the mayor's at the wrong table. I said, well, he's already eating. He said, yeah, but I want him to go over here with the rest of with the governor and, and the uh, other officials. Okay, Jesus. They offense all around me. Guard my tongue, and then you help me to see what you want me to see. Because I'm going to sit here with these folk, and I'm going to eat, and I'm going to buy my own business. So I sat down with my plate, and the woman turned around and went to greet me. Oh, sweetie, it's so good to see you. And I'm like, I ain't going to be fake with you because you're being fake right now. So I said, good morning. How are you? 
all black. I said, wonderful. And I turned around to my food. And I said, Lord, I need you to quicken in me a right spirit. Because they fixed to jack me up. Just by them sitting here eating. They fixed to jack me up. But I know that God is greater. I know that God is stronger. So I closed my eyes like I was blessing my food. And I pray, God, just give me the strength to sit here. Don't let my mind wander. Don't let me think about nothing but your goodness. Let me remember that I'm here on assignment. I must give you glory. I must give you honor. I must magnify you in the midst of these people. Because they were a part of my church hurt. They were a part of my church hurt. They'll never say it. So when it was time for me to get up, I got up, I grabbed that mic. I said, we, I see a whole bunch of church folks in here. So for those of you that are public officials, you ain't used to church, excuse me, give me a minute. We fixing to usher in the presence of the Lord. Because I need the glory of the Lord in this place right now. So we shifted the atmosphere. When I went back to sit down, I was fine sitting down. And she turned around and smiled, and I smiled back. We were fine. He stopped to congratulate me. Oh, sis, I didn't get a chance to congratulate you at the graduation. Thank you. Wonderful job. Thank you. Okay, now go sit down and go eat. Leave me alone. Quit talking to me. And I want to continue to give God glory and honor. Don't you tell the devil to sit down and be still and be quiet? Don't you say, lose your Satan? Get back, devil? Don't you? Get behind me, Satan? Because I got some stuff I got to do. So every now and then, y'all, we, we, we have to remember who we are and whose we are in certain places. Okay. So I can't worry about them. God going to get them for the wrong they did. And it just wasn't to me, it was to most folk, right? Verse 4 says, he won't be satisfied. Now, he's talking about Isaiah. He says, Isaiah won't be satisfied until truth and righteousness prevail throughout the earth. None until even distant lands beyond the seas have put their trust in him. He's talking about in me, in God, Jehovah Jireh. The Jehovah that saves. He said that Isaiah is not going to be satisfied to them that are over in Babylon, them that are over in Desert Storm, them that are over in Russia and Ukraine get the word that God is in control. God is real. All over the land, folks, we got to continue to preach and teach the gospel of Jesus Christ so that the whole world. We'll be saved. Don't, 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 don't sit up and say it ain't possible because you don't know the God I serve. Okay, let me help you out here because you don't believe that. Well, my Bible says every knee shall bow and every tongue is going to confess. So I know it's going to happen. All right. So verse 5 says, the Lord God who created the heavens and stretched them out and created the earth and everything in it and give life and breath and 
spirit to everyone in all the world. He is the one who said, I, the Lord, have called you to demonstrate my righteousness. I, the Lord, will guard and support you, for I have given you to my people as a personal confirmation of my covenant with them. You shall also be a light to guide the nations unto me. Now, this is us. God has saved us for this purpose. God called us out of darkness for this purpose. God set up our country now for this purpose. God stopped that fighting spirit for this purpose. God stopped our whoremonging ways for this purpose. God stopped our drunkenness for this purpose. He says, you will open the eyes of the blind. That's our assignment. Open the eyes of the blind and release those who sit in prison, darkness, and despair. He says, I am the Lord. That is my name, and I will give my glory to anyone else. I will not give my glory to anyone else. I will not share my praise with carved idols. Everything I prophesied came true, and now I will prophesy again. I will tell you the future before heaven. As we look at our lesson on today, from Isaiah chapter 66, 65, we will learn how to appreciate, how to live a righteous life while waiting on God to fulfill his promise to usher in the new heaven and the new earth. It sounds quite a bit like Revelations, don't it? John said, I saw a new city, the new Jerusalem, the new heaven, the new earth, for the old heaven and the old earth had passed away. Here we have the prophet Isaiah saying the very same thing years before John came on the scene. I want to also tell you that the book of Isaiah is the most comprehensive. It gives us the most comprehensive prophetic picture of Jesus Christ in the Old Testament. We see the work of Jesus here in this chapter. I'm going to read and preach and teach from the Living Bible. i got a few minutes. I'm going to start at verse 17, just like our lesson does. But I'm not going to skip verses because it skipped a verse, and I don't know why, because it was just one little verse. They should have kept it in there. But 17, we're going to start reading at 17, and then we'll pause as, as the Lord say pause. For C. I am creating new heavens and a new earth. So wonderful that no one will ever think about the old ones anymore. He tells the children of Israel, be glad. Rejoice forever in my creation. Look, I will create Jerusalem as a place of happiness, and her people shall be a joy. 
and I will rejoice in Jerusalem and in my people, and the voice of weeping and crying shall not be heard there anymore. So that's telling us what? In the new Jerusalem, we ain't going to have to cry no more. We're not going to have to worry and have fear or have doubt, but we will be able to rejoice every day because everything there will be good. It will be beautiful. It will be pleasant. It will cause us to have joy. Not the joy of this world because, you know, the joy of this world ain't going to come. Check us out. You know, when the day we get paid, we excited. We happy. We got joy. All but pay the rent, pay the mortgage, pay the car note, pay the insurance, pay that doctor bill. You feel that joy doing it in a way? Because you ain't got that money no more. All I got now is these two nickels in this quarter. What I'm going to do with that? I ain't bought groceries. These kids have to eat me out of the house or home. These grandkids, everybody I know got their hand out for 50 cents. The joy begins to dwindle. But can I tell you, when we get to that new city, ain't got to worry about it no more because we're going to have joy all the time. But, but let me tell you, let me back up here. While we are here on earth, we must live a life that will make us partakers of that new city. Now, you just can't act any kind of way and expect to live in heaven. You just can't give the preacher your hand and let him dip you in the water, and then you walk away and say, I'm thinking that you're going to make it to that city. you got some work to do. The Bible says, work out your soul's salvation. We've been called, we read it in Isaiah 42. We've been called to preach and teach the gospel. We've been called to give hope to the faint-hearted. We've been called to encourage one another. We've got work to do. And if we don't do that work, we won't be able to make it to be able to sit around God's throne. I'm sure that there's levels of heaven. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure there are. Because there's somebody that's saying, I'm saved. So that, 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 that just, that's it. That's all I got to do. Confess with my mouth and believe in my heart. That's it, I'm saved. So I'm sure he got a little spot over there. And you, you got on a funny-looking white robe. You got a little crown he made out of some cardboard. He didn't give you no golden slippers. He just gave you a pair of slippers. But my Bible says that when we live righteous, when we live holy, and reflect his glory, we shall appear like he is. And he's sitting on the throne on the right hand of the Father. 
He is, he's got a view of the 24 elders. I mean, he can just reach out and touch them. See, that, that other group, you got to use some binoculars to see what's going on. Oh, come on now. Y'all, y'all want to use binoculars to see what's going on in heaven? Don't you just want to be so close that you just reach up and touch it? Don't you want to pull from that tree that's good for the healing of the nation? You, just, you don't want to see it in the distance because I know it's big. Don't you just want to reach up and touch it? I, I heard that the streets are paved with gold, but in that, that corner section where y'all, where the same folks is, they, street, they just got tar streets. What's that, gravel? Okay, they got gravel. They ain't got no sidewalks. We got streets paved with gold when we live right, when we live righteous, when we live holy, when we live in obedience to the word of God. I'm trying to encourage somebody. Just stop saying I'm saved. Live like it. Live like it. Live holy. Live righteous. Live blameless. Okay, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop because I'm making somebody mad. I'm making somebody jealous. But I'm telling you, all you got to do is live right. What verse was I at? Um, 19. Uh, I read 19. So 20. Listen to this. This is, this, is, this, is, this is in the New Jerusalem. This is for those that have made up in their mind that they're going to live right, that they're going to live holy. It says, no longer will babies die when only a few days old. And no longer will men be considered old at 100. The commentary says that in the Bible that men live up to 500 years old and older. Methuselah, he was thousand. But I want to help you understand something. When Noah began to build the ark, he was 500 years old. He wasn't in no walker. He wasn't in no wheelchair. He was able to carry the lumber hold it up and nail it together, go back and saw some stuff and come back and measure some stuff. He had good vision. This is what happens when people live in obedience to God. Now, we live in a world of sin, so stuff is going to happen to us. And we have to pay for that. But this is what the new heavens is going to be like. And for those that are going to be obedient to live, live a life that is preparing for the new heavens, this is how you're going to live. You, you'll be 70 years old and still running marathons. You'll be 90 years old and still able to kick and flop and fly. Hey, Dr. Fran, I'm kicking but not high and flopping but not flying. Uh-huh, but you'll be able to do all of the above. He says, only sinners will die young. So we want to live a life now that glorifies God, that gives him glory and honor. Verse 21 and 22, it says, in those days when a man builds a house, he will keep on living in it. It will not be destroyed by invading armies as in the past. 
my people will plant vineyards and eat the fruit themselves. Their enemies will not consume it. For my people will live as long as trees and will um, long enjoy their hard-won gains. Their harvest will not be eaten by their enemies. Their children will not be born to tanning soldiers. For they are the children of those the Lord has blessed, and their children too shall be blessed. That's why I tell us to pray for our children and our children's children and our children's children's children. See, we're not just living holy for ourselves. We're living holy for generations to come so that when we are gone, that generation that's under us will be able to tell the generation that's under them what your grandmama said or your grandpa said, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not into your own understanding in all your ways. Acknowledge him and he will direct your plan. And that will keep going and keep going and keep going. I asked my kids the other day, I said, if your dad was here, what do you think your children would call him? So, so I, I heard one of them say, Grandpa Jerry. Then I heard the other one say, no, he would come up with something because he'd want to be like Mom. He wouldn't just want to be Grandpa Jerry. He would come up with something that's catchy like Mimi. So I've got the next generation that never saw Pastor Gary talking about him. Because he lives a life worthy to I'm not talking about the past life. Talking about the life he lived in Christ. All of us have a past. Don't nobody want our past brought up. Every time you walk into a room, you want somebody to always talk about who you used to be and what you used to do, how you used to dress, how you used to wear your hair. No, we don't want to hear that. Because I'm a new creature created in the image of God. I'm fearfully and wonderfully made. My name is holy. My name is righteous. But my Father has chosen me. I'm his and he's not. Not what I used to be. May not be what I ought to be, but I show it what I used to be. So we want to live a life that's worthy to be talked about when we're gone. Not at the funeral, but at the years and years and years that you've been gone. Don't you want your great grandchildren to talk about Grandma Kathy? Even if, if, if Fiona's children never see you, they ought to know about Grandma Kathy. They ought to know about Great Grandma Laurel. Because the life that we live before them is worth talking about from generation to generation to generation. Okay, let me go back. While we are here, we must live a life that we can be partakers of the new creation. Okay? we got to live right here, y'all. Can't wait to get to heaven, but when I get to heaven, I'm going to live right. <laughs> no, nah, bro. Since you ain't getting it, that ain't how it works. you got to live right now. I, I, didn't, I don't mean live right right now. I, I, I mean live right 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 now. Uh-huh. Live righteous now. Okay, verse 20 
three, and we're going to stop at 25. We'll be done. It says, their harvest will not be eaten by their enemies, and their children. I read that one already, right? And then the W blessed them. 24 says, I will answer them. Oh, this is my favorite part right here. He says, I will answer them before they even call to me. While they are still talking to me about their needs, I will go ahead and answer their prayers. Oh, y'all should have been shouting right there. Y'all should have been shouting right there. Because that ain't, that ain't Pastor Black talking. That's God talking. Look at God. Look at God. He will answer your prayer before you even perform the word. Before you even think about it. He will answer your prayer. I'm going to go ahead and answer their prayer. Not because they look good. Not because they got money. Not because they smell good, not because they mama and them, but because they live holy, they live righteous, they live blameless. Before you can even put the words together, that's a bad man. Who wouldn't serve a God like that? Before I even get on my knees or before I even posture myself to pray. You already know what I'm going to pray and you're just going to move on my behalf. So how does that verse 24 become my reality? I got to live holy. I got to live righteous. I got to be obedient to the word of God. I gotta humble myself, seek his faith, and pray. I gotta turn from my wicked ways. I gotta acknowledge him in all my ways. I gotta honor him. I gotta worship him. I gotta praise him. I gotta glorify him. I gotta magnify him. Not just when I want to, even when my back is hurt. Even when my neck is hurt. Even when you ain't got on my last nerve, even when there ain't nobody to join in with me, I still gotta have a yet praise on the inside. Y'all ought to highlight 24 in your Bible. That ought to be your goal. I just want him to just know ahead of time what it is I need. He said, I, I will give you your need. We don't know what we need half the time. Half the time, we, half the time we think we need some more money. But it don't be money that we need. We just need some skills or some tools. We just need the right person to walk in the room and say, I can do it. I got it. He knows what we need. Who would not live holy and righteous for a God like that? All right, our last verse, and this is good too. It says, the wolf, the devil, the enemy. Y'all see that? The wolf and the lamb. Now, what is a wolf to a lamb? 
an enemy? Who is the lamb when we're talking about being particular, making this thing personal? Who's the lamb? We are the lamb, right? And the wolf is the devil. Look what he said he's going to do. He said the wolf and the lamb shall feed together. The lion shall eat straw as the oxen. So that means that, that, that the roaring lion that's seeking to devour me ain't, ain't going to devour me. He's he, he going to eat on the straw like he's supposed to eat on, and he ain't going to come up and eat up my flesh. You mean to tell me the enemy is not going to take me out? He's not going to destroy me? He's not going to overcome me? He said, and the poisonous snake shall strike no more. He's going to keep eating dirt like he's been eating. See, back in the garden, I think he was walking upright. After, after they sinned against God, he began to crawl on his belly. Well, he's not going to return to his former state. He's going to stay where he was supposed to be, under my feet. Okay, y'all, let me go back. While we are here on earth, we must live that we can be partakers of what we just read. Don't, don't you want to just see it happening where the enemy trying to come in and he just back up? You don't even got to say nothing. He said, in those days, nothing and no one shall be hurt or destroyed. In all my holy mountains, says the Lord. This was not Isaiah. This was the Lord, the creator, the giver of life and breath. This was him talking. We must live a life. I know that we are living in a world that is corrupt and full of evil. People have lost hope. People don't even try to think right no more. They just get up and start doing stuff. Don't think through what, you know, I, 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 I like watching shows on TV that talk to the killer. Y'all seen any of those? So I, I, watch, I watch some kind of shows. Because I want to see if something in them has clicked while they in jail to say, you know, I really thought about this. I, 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 and, and, and I'm sorry that I hurt her mother and her father and her children. I'm sorry I took away her ability to graduate from high school and, and go to prom. I'm sorry. I, I want to hear them say that because I, I want them to stop and say, look, I wish I had a thought about it before I did it. And that's what we have to do, saints of God. We've got to stop and think about self. Before we say it, before we do it, if we want to be partakers of Isaiah 65, if we want to be partakers of the new Jerusalem, I don't know about you today, but I want to be Jesus. 
I want to I, I want to walk the streets of gold. I want to have on a beautiful radiant white robe. I want to have on a gold crown, and I want it to be blinging so that you see me coming. I want the crown to be so heavy on my head, I got to have angels following me around carrying my crown that's on my head. That's how I want to live my life. He that winneth souls is wise. And for every soul that we win, you get a, a, a jewel in your crown. That's how you get that bling bling crown. They might not never come to you and say it was because of your testimony or because of your life that I got saved. We might not never know it until you're dead and gone. But God is faithful. God is just. And God is in control. And all we have to do is live holy, live righteous, and live obedient to his holy word. Amen. We're standing all over the sanctuary. We're grateful to God for all of you joining us on today. We hope and pray that something has been said to bless you, to strengthen you, and to help you live holy, to live righteous, to live blameless in this corrupt and perverse nation. Just because the world is going to hell in a handbasket, you ain't got to take that free ride. Be separated from sin. Live holy. Live righteous. Mother Kim had said something the other day. She said when she was growing up, it was the Pentecostal people. You came from the Pentecostal church. They was the only ones talking about being sanctified, being filled with the Holy Ghost. But can I tell you, the Methodist, the Baptist, the CME, the AME, the Pentecostal, the Church of God in Christ, who else is the, the Protestant, Methodist, American Baptist, Southern Baptist? You all know Southern Baptist on Fifth Day Lead. They said women can't pastor, women can't preach. But what they need to know is that they need to be saved. And they need to be sanctified and filled with the Holy Ghost, including trying to worry about what God is doing in the atmosphere, what God is doing among us. Because he's going to use who he wants to use to get the word out, to help his people live holy, live righteous, and to live blameless and just corrupt and perverse. Let us pray. Gracious Father, we thank you for your word on today, and we thank you for our time of worship and our time of, of reflecting and, and, and jumping into your word and not being ashamed of the gospel. We thank you for speaking to our hearts, speaking to our minds, helping us to see where we are and who we are and what it is we're supposed to be doing in these last and evil days. We ask that you would help us because it's our desire to, to please you. It's our desire to do what's right. So, Father, we bless you and we thank you and we give you the highest praise. And now may the grace of God and the sweet communion of his Holy Spirit rest, rule, and abide with us now and forevermore. What I say unto one, I say unto all. Watch, pray, and live holy 
every day. Be blessed, my brother. Be blessed, my sister.